This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Proverbs 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord, y'all remember this, is the beginning of knowledge, but everything I need to know, God's already know, knew it. Now, here's the thing that's going to blow you away, believer. Everything you ever need to know was dropped inside you. Amen. That is awesome. Everything you need to know was dropped in you. You now have to take out the kingdom of what was put in you and put it on the outside. Man, that's powerful. And and he said, wisdom is the principal thing. So get wisdom. But then he says, in all thy getting, get a what? Understanding. So now he's saying, look, you should get an understanding of all this wisdom and and instruction that I gave you. It's already there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Everything that pertains to this life begins with his word. Everything I need to know is in that word. If there's something missing, it's in his word. Do y'all make sense? Y'all getting this? Turn with me to Hebrews 12, please. Hebrews 12, 28. Amen. God wants us to serve him. And he wants to serve us, serve him with reverence, and in fear. Amen. And I have to understand this. Why? Because everybody that's listening to this does not. I'm going to show you in a minute. Because of that vantage point, we could get off. Because of, remember the, 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 the trap. Because of that trap, I can only look at it one way. And if I'm only seeing this one way, that becomes a problem. I'm going to show you certain ways you can see it. And I'm going to show you that we're, most people see. All right. All right, watch this. Look at this. He says, Hebrews 12 and 28, wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with and godly fear. So I didn't make it up. All right. You see that. Turn with me to Proverbs. Well, turn with me to Proverbs 8 and 13, please. Amen. Now, before we look at that, I want you to understand something. People believe God. Most people in life. Now, watch this. I was looking this. I was looking at this and I found out that most people have a standard of what they believe. Most people in the world. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Have a standard. I'm going to find you right now. Most people in the world have a standard of what they believe. That doesn't mean their standard is correct. They just have a standard. There's certain things I have a standard for. That's the vast majority of people. Now watch this. The vast majority have a standard of what they believe. Now, when I'm talking about this too, believers fall into the same rut. They have a standard of what they believe, even though it may not be what God wants. And see, if you're doing something opposite of what God wants, that's not having the fear of God. Does that make sense? All right, watch this. Secondly, people, the second largest group, base their decisions on what feels right and is comfortable for them at the time. If it feels right, I'm going to go ahead and do it. If it's comfortable, and that's a majority of people. Now, we're still talking about people who are in church. 
Uh, the second largest group now says, well, if it feels right, I'm going to do it. So not necessarily saying if God said it, I'm going to do it, if it just feels right. And sometimes what you feel may be lying to you. That is true. You can't have feelings for certain things that, hallelujah, amen, are not right. Because that's just off. Somebody say Amen. Thirdly, uh, people do, this is the least group, but they'll do it, is what's in it for me? Yeah, you, you, you see what I mean? What's in it for me? Why am I here today? What's, what's, in, this, what, what, what's in this church for me? Why, why did I come this morning? What's in it for me? That fourth group is, they make a decision on, well, Whatever causes the least amount of conflict to other people, that's what I'll do. I'm not a confrontational person, so guess what? I'm trying not to, I'm just trying to get along with everybody. Amen. But that doesn't work. Not in the system that God placed you in. Of who you are. In his system, you're going to agitate someone. Somebody, you're going to get on somebody's nerve. Why? Because the word does that. Because it brings change against darkness. Amen. When light goes in the darkness, darkness has to do one thing. <laughs> darkness has to flee. And some people don't like that. See, I taught you about this salt. Some people don't like salt because when salt gets in that wound, it hurts. But it's healing. But they don't like that healing time. That pain, man, it, it, they don't like that. That's why some people get agitated when you come around. I was so much salt when I was in the secular. I ain't tell you this. I was so much salt. It was, it was one girl, she lived a different way. I don't know if you remember. She lived a different lifestyle, you know. And everybody knew I lived a different lifestyle. Lived a different culture. And I didn't hold back on what I believed. Now, you, you, I ain't telling you to be me. I had to do what God called me to do. And so I lived a different culture. And so I believed it. And she came back. She told everybody she had did something. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. And, you know, so you did that out in the opening. And she said it out in the opening, you know. And it, she didn't know I was coming around that corner. And I said, whoa, you said that out in the opening. I said, hey, culture said that ain't the will of God. That ain't God. I don't care what the law they changed that here at work, but that ain't God. Now, see, this was before y'all got all these other laws and y'all skating everything. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 that, that, that ain't the will. And then once she realized and she heard me say that, and she was like, every time she saw me, then whenever I walk into the room and something was going on, they all go, it's time to go. <laughs> we can't talk about that around him. Because the culture, you, you got to be careful. I, I, I had them explaining one time, uh, they had us in a meeting explaining one time, and it's just me now. They were explaining to us that they were changing the way that they view things. And they told me, they, they said it to all of us, from now on, you got to do stuff like this. I did like that first, and then I said, oh, nobody respected my hand. 
And so I stood up, and I walked back to the HR girl. I said, you know what? <laughs> this just ain't go. No, this ain't for you. This is for everybody else. You keep believing what you believe. I looked at her and I said, okay, it's for all y'all. <laughs> I did. I took my bless God butt and sat down and said, it's for y'all, not me. I said, because see, I don't have to accept that. I ain't from here. Remember that citizen thing? Yeah. I'm going to bust that down on you later on so you can understand your rights from heaven. Amen. All right. Last but not least, you know, is, and this is, uh, uh, the third percentage of this is what God's word says. There's only a least amount of people who will do what God's word says. And see, if you're not careful, you know, even as a believer, you have a worldview. Did you hear what I just said? If you're not careful, as a believer, you will have a worldview of what the world thinks and not what he thinks. And so you'll continually be bound for heaven, but carry out the world's objective. Does that make sense to you? All right, let's go on. All right. Turn with me to uh, Proverbs 8 and 13, please. <clears throat> Proverbs 8 and 13. You getting anything? Look what he says. Everybody ready to read? Come on, say it again. The fear of the Lord is the what? Pride. Pride and arrogancy. And the evil way. And the forward mouth. Do I what? Hey, all right. Now, what did he just say to you at the beginning? He says the fear of the Lord is what? To hate evil. So there are certain things that you and I got to get to a place where we hate. It doesn't matter who it's in. We got to hate that. We can't love what God hates. Okay, say that again. We cannot love what God hates. Say it again. We cannot love what God hates. If God says he hates it, then you hate it. Say it again. If God, say this behind me. If God says, if God says he, hates it, he hates it, you hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Say, I hate it too. If God said he hated it, you know, Remember, remember the, the movie? Yeah. Come to America? Yeah. You know, he, he told her, bark like a dog. Okay, you don't remember that. I thought that was your, I thought that was your number one movie, your anthem. Oh no, it got replaced by Black Panther. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right. But he told the girl in the movie, remember that? He told the girl in the movie, bark like a dog. And she said, whatever you want, my king. And that should be you and I, whatever you desire, God. Whatever you want, this is what we'll do. Whatever you desire, this is what we'll do. If you hate evil, I'm going to hate evil. Why? Because the fear of the Lord, my reverence, my respect for you says this is what I should hate. There are certain things about evil you should hate. Write this now. And so you can identify with these. Number one, immorality. 
immorality we're talking about right here is the sexual relationship or to have a pure sexual relationship with people. Amen. And with those who God said you should be. Does that make sense? Um, What God intended to be pure and holy has been twisted. And the twist now has become so perverted it's become natural. You know, the longer we look at certain things, the least that we think that they're sinful. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you. The least we see it, the uh, the more we see it and do nothing about it or we become a part of it, we go, oh, that's natural. And if you're not careful, you've become natural with what God hates. (coughs) Somebody say amen. amen. Media is one of the ways, media and the computer and any other way is another way that this perversion keeps taking place. I remember a day that Seeing people in the bed was not heard of. And now they show you everything, almost. I mean, and I have to tell my wife sometimes, I say, is that a regular channel? You know, because back in the day, regular channels, you, you, come on now. And now there are certain channels, I remember, I mean, you, you turn it on, man, and you, you get it all. And you'd be like, whoa, hey, hey. Hey, and the kids ain't even went to bed. You understand what I mean? And see, the more you get that engrafted in, the more you become part of it. The more it becomes a part of you. And the more you go, it's okay. It's okay. It's normal. This is normal. And see, and that's what, that's why, over to God, the agenda at one one part of society, their agenda, oh, the people don't like to talk about this. I was somewhere, I was somewhere where the pastor was preaching, right? Oh, I shouldn't tell it. Tell it. I shouldn't tell it. I shouldn't tell it. Yeah. Well, he, but he was, he was teaching, right? And he was just a preaching away, and he was irritating, he was irritating the political ears like it was crazy. I mean, he, he set it off on somebody. And, uh, and the reason why, because he went against culture. Because in the political arena, you got to love everything and everybody. You know, now God calls us to love, but that doesn't mean we accept Amen. everything. You can't tell me, you know, follow me, I can love you, but I don't have to accept yes. what you do. Amen. Does that make sense? You know, so you could be sinning. I still love you, but I don't accept what you're doing. You know, I mean, you know, husband and wife, you, you could be hitting her, beating her or she beating you. I don't accept, you know, because you get both ways now. You, know, you say something, man. Wham. <laughs> hey, baby. What? Yeah. What? 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 Go tell your past. I did. Did what? Right. What? Come on, I hear y'all be getting down. Y'all got to stop. That ain't the will of God. The hands, the, you know, you shouldn't be throwing hands with one another. Amen. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, see, I love you, but y'all wrong for that. I don't accept that type of behavior. Why? Because God hates that. Y'all see what I'm saying? I can still love you, but I don't have to accept your behavior. 
You know, see, because sometimes your behavior ain't what God called you to, called it to be. And so we have, to, we have to say no to that. Just because you want to do that doesn't mean it's right. If God, okay, let me, let me help you out on certain things. If God said it's wrong, it's wrong. That's it. Somebody say amen. All right. So just because folk promote it, that doesn't mean it's the will of God. Somebody say amen. Secondly, people become greedy. We live in a time where people have become greedy. When the fear of the Lord is absent, when God is absent from this, you know, people become greedy. Secondly, people become proud. Thirdly, people become proud. You know, and when I say greedy, they, they, they move by, I got to have the best of everything. Or I got to have this. I got to have that. You know, things don't make you complete. It is he who makes you complete. Amen. Somebody say amen. These things will pass away. But his word will always be. Amen. Having the biggest don't mean anything. Having the shiniest don't mean anything. Amen. Having God means all things. Amen. Does that make sense? All right. And one of the things we say with proud, we become inordinate opinion of oneself. See, because when you become proud, you are not God-centered, you're self-centered. And many times people are self-centered without even realizing that they are. Why wouldn't pride be one of the number one things the enemy uses? I'm gonna tell you why it is, because that's what he was. I will establish my kingdom above God's. I will, all throughout the Bible he tells you, he said, I will, I will, I, I, I. Somebody say amen. All right, we become slowful. That's one thing that when there's no fear of God, you're procrastinating, you're procrastinating, you're procrastinating, you're slowful, you're lazy. We are not lazy people. Somebody say, I am not lazy. Next, we become ungrateful. When you don't fear God, you become ungrateful. That means you don't appreciate what you do have. I don't have to have what everybody else has. I don't even have to have the same type of money you have to be happy or to be joyful. I just got to have God. At the end of the day, it doesn't, it, it, it isn't like this. He who has the most stuff wins. I'm so glad that don't win like that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter like that. I'm not saying God doesn't mind you having things, but I'm saying don't let your things engulf your relationship with him. Somebody say amen. amen. And then people become irreverent. And what I mean by that, there is little respect for God and his word. That's where we are. How much do I respect God and his word? Because if God tells me to do something, am I willing to do it? Sometimes we have trouble getting up on Sunday. Sometimes we have trouble even making our own ways. Oh, just before you leave. I got to be careful that God, see, God, and can I say this so it doesn't, so it irritates you some more? Um, God is not a God of Sunday and Wednesday either. You know, even on Monday, you should be some way reverencing and respecting God. Even in my prayers, even in my reading, in my studying. You know, my grandson, look, you know what? Can I tell you a little bit about my grandson? Yeah, my grandson loved that Paw Patrol. I got to go. But he loved Paul. Now, I got to tell you, you know, and uh, me and him got problems. 
And here's the problem is, we'll come down for breakfast. And at a certain time, I like watching certain word. I tried to tell him the other day. And I said, son, you need to get this word in you. And I said, see, Paw Patrol ain't doing nothing for you. Now I got to show you something. And I said, I said, Paw Patrol ain't doing nothing for you. You know, riders riding down and then chasing them all coming out. Now, see, how I know? Because I've been watching. <laughs> Amen. I can call him out. My, I said, grandson, who's this? He said, that's Sky. I said, well, who, who's this? That Rocky. Now, he was two and a half almost, over two, almost on his way to three. But he can tell you every one of them. But he can't listen to the word. And I was having a conversation with him. And I said, now watch this, watch this. And I said, so why can't you? I said, why can't you listen to the word, man? It's important, man, this man teaching. I said, I need this. I need to eat this too. And he looked at me. Papa, I need Paw Patrol. <laughs> That's what he said. He just looked at me and said, Paw Patrol, man. I know we got to eat, but give me Paw Patrol. I was like, I don't even know if they own. <laughs> That's saying I ain't going to change. Right. All right. See, here's what happens. Watch this. The younger we are and where we're not mature in him, we want to watch things that have no benefit. Paul Patrol had no benefit. For him it does, I guess, because his little child mind. But as he grows, he's going to find out the better part is what I'm telling him. Now, he's a little kid. He ain't understand. But I felt the need to tell him early. <laughs> Amen. Because I, I, I'm sitting there like, come on, man. Paul Patrol, I didn't, in every episode, I didn't seen him. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. But as we grow in Christ, Paw Patrol should not be what we want to watch. Amen. Amen. Come on, sir. Y'all understand what I'm saying? There are certain things you're still watching that have no spiritual benefit. But you know all the episodes. But there's certain words. Now, see, the word, as soon as I turn the word on, there's certain folk I listen to. And I listen intently just to hear, God, Spirit of the Lord, you're going to speak. You're going to speak. I know you're going to speak because you always have met me here. So I believe you're going to speak now. I quiet myself so I can hear. And now I start hearing. You see what I mean? Even when my grandson's sitting there, I can hear. Does that make sense? All right. All right. So it's real important. Write this down because we've got to go. Amen. And we said this last time we was here, but I want, you to, I want you to take this home, and next week we'll get to how do I make the decision to fear God. Because that's where we've got to get to, making the decision to fear God. There are certain things I want to show you throughout his word that will encourage you and help you to make the decision to fear God. Because otherwise, if you don't fear God, you'll do what you want. All right, just write this down. You've heard me say it. When you don't fear God, you do what you want to do. And when you do what you want to do, according to Romans 10, we told you that what happens is you build your own righteousness. You'll set up your own righteousness. You'll set up your own, your own way of doing things. And there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the way therein is the ends, of, it ends in death. That's what the Bible tells us. I'm paraphrasing that. Secondly, you'll serve like you want to. That's a, and when I'm talking about serving, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about him. You'll serve God like you desire, like you deserve. You'll give him your leftovers. 
Amen. And for a king to give a leftover to the king, that's not right. Somebody say amen. Amen. Again, I gave you this before. If I come over your house, you going to serve me leftovers? I ain't coming. <laughs> come on now. Now, if that's all you got, that's one thing. Amen. And I mean, you, you understand what I mean? But I want to see, I, I, I want that love to come out of what you cook. It's one thing, you know, if that's all we got, but, and you know, we, we had that expectation. But if you invited me over, you ain't invite me over for leftovers. If I invite you over, I ain't, left, I ain't inviting you over for leftovers. So I got to serve God with all my heart, with all my mind. Give him everything. Somebody say amen. I'm out of time. Say what you want. Remember we said this? I'm reminding you again. When you have the fear of God, you don't say what you want. You know, when we get older, remember? When we get older, we feel we have the carte blanche now to just let her rip. How many of y'all have got an older relative? And how many of y'all know one of your older relatives that feel they don't have to roll back no more? Baby, I done kept it all my life. Mm-mm, that don't look right. They tell you straight out now. They don't bite their tongue. I done spent all my life biting my tongue. I ain't going to bite it right now. Baby, let me tell you something. No, 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 no. Somebody say amen. You say what you want. You do what you want. You know, there are certain four-letter words still coming out your mouth. I mean, you love Jesus, but they still coming out, though. We got to work on that. Amen. Saying what we want and saying that goes a whole lot of different ways, backbiting and a whole lot of other things. I got to be careful what I'm saying. You know, you know, you know what messed with me? Can I, can I show you what messed with me this morning? Uh, Luke 12. I know I got to go. But can I give you two more things saying you home? Luke 12 and 4. Luke 12 and 4. When we talk about say what you want, you got to be careful saying what you want. You got to be careful saying what you want. Look at Luke 12 and 4. 12 and 4. I believe it's Luke 12 and 4. I'm almost done. Y'all good? Amen. I think my illustration took me over. Y'all were so excited. Y'all were like, Lord Jesus. And then look, when you like, oh, that is simple. Oh. Look with the Bible. I say unto you, friends, be not afraid of them who can kill the body after that no more that they, they can do. All right. Watch this. Fifth verse. And I say unto you, but I forewarn you of whom you shall fear. Fear him which hath there he had killed, had power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto them, fear him. Next verse, please. Amen. Okay, go back up to one. Let's go back to one. Amen. And we'll read in. Glory to God. Let me, let me pull that up real quick for them. Okay, go down to the next verse. Now, look what he says. Right there, he says, go to the uh, one again, real quick before we go. He says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. You know, so he's saying, be careful that you, you, you don't become that guy. All right, next verse, please. Watch this. This part, I was reading it this morning, and I said, man, this is powerful, Father. He said, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. Amen. Look at this. He said, neither head that shall not be known. Watch this, watch this, amen, watch this. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. Man, that's powerful. Before God, he's hearing what you say. He said, this is going to be in the light. 
See, see, that's why you need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover. Oh, no, you didn't catch what I just said. That's why you need a little grace on this. And that which you have spoken in the ear and closets shall be proclaimed on the housetops. There ain't something you ain't been speaking that he said it won't be shouted out. I ain't hear it. See, see, I don't know about you, but I'm reading this. I'm like, ooh, got checked. See, because see, when you don't have the fear of the Lord, you say what you won't say. And see, now you start thinking about, no, 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 who's hearing this? He's hearing it. Did you know his thoughts? Did you know the word of God said, I know your thoughts are far off? For you got your thoughts, he already checked on what you was about to think. Keep on thinking crazy. <laughs> that trip you out doing it. Oh, glory. No, I rebuked that thought. Now you're casting down. Now, now you got some incentives. Oh, I rebuked that thought. You know, I ain't thinking about that girl, God, in Jesus' name. Now you're casting down. But, see, you got to think, I want to, if I'm going to walk in the fear and reverence and respect of God, stop worrying about who else. See, this is what we worry about. If Tia knows it, if Ken heard it, rather than God heard it. Tia ain't got no heaven. He ain't got no hell. That's what God said. Worry about that. Worry about that I'm listening. The eyes of the Lord, I'm out of time, I've got to let it go. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the good and the evil. So he said, you worry about where I am, and you reverence and respect that. Think about me when you're about to do what you're about to do. Before you make that decision, think about me. I don't know about you, how many of y'all have days where you go backwards? And what I mean backwards, and I'm out, I'm out of time, but you go back and you think about what you said or what you did. You know, during that day, you go, oh, and then you go, oh, 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 glory. And you, you, and then you thank God in a different term because you thank God because of grace. Yes, amen. Because God, you said, man, if it wasn't for your grace. But see, grace should be getting you better and better so that you're able to cast down the thoughts, so that you're not doing those things that are displeasing to him. Amen. Amen. I, I replay. I replay me. I replay me. I replayed me yesterday. See, because I think every day should be replayed. You should start thinking about what did I say? What did I do? Glory to God. And see, sometimes it don't take the whole day. Sometimes it takes that moment and that second. Yes. Yes. And you, you catch it and you go, okay, let me go forward. Yep. Does that make sense? Amen. I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. We went long today. But did you, get, did you receive? The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord.